Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Real Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And Stephanie Rave. Thank you guys for tuning in to another show with amazing guests, another week, amazing topics, and we're just so glad to be with you guys. Dude, I don't know, man. I'm in the season, I, like, I'm in the season of a, I feel like I'm, uh, I keep saying it, stepping into <laughs> this, this incredible, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, no, that's got season, but... On top of that, mm-hmm. I'm sentimental. I feel like I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I went from this thugged out dude to, like, just cry, baby. You know, I feel like I just hit these broken spaces. Hey, like, I hear stories, okay. you know, hey, every week. into your feelings. It's I, all right. Into my feelings. Yeah. You know, it's okay to feel, you know, I feel like. But, I mean, it's it's super crazy sometimes, right? Because I can hear stories, like, you know, we'll do an interview, and sometimes the tears mm-hmm. rising up. Yeah. And then some people get me fired up, and then there's no tear, yeah. you know? So it's kind of wild. I don't know. It's this roller coaster ride of emotions. It's real. It's, it's real. real. That's all it's it a real is, thing. You know? So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you to all of those who are watching us on Facebook. Or, yeah. Um, we're doing Thursdays live Thursday at 9. Live so at if you nine. haven't gone to uh, Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love's page on Facebook, make sure you go mm-hmm. on there, like it, put the notifications on. Every Thursday we're live at 9, and we just have a lot of fun with uh, all the different people chiming in. Yep. We've got a lot of people from Canada, so shout Canada. out to Canada. Hey, apparently. Canada, hey. <laughs> we got it's Canada going wild. on there. Yeah, and so um, it's really fun to do that. But then also, if you are subscribed to the podcast or you're subscribed to our YouTube channel and then you listen to us on the radio every week so thank yeah, you all super for cool. supporting yeah uh, you know I went to Austin uh, to the and you did the show live I did the show live that was cool mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of neat I went over there you know had a fun time Chad and his wife they're pretty incredible mm-hmm. I think they're gonna be at Love Wins okay you know tell us a little so. bit about Love Wins we'll do a mini plug in there uh, Love Wins man to me I mean I might be a little biased but I, I wholeheartedly feel not saying that the other conferences yeah. aren't dope. Love Wins Conference is what Love we're talking Wins about. Conference Love Wins Conference is fire. Super different. Mm-hmm. Friday night, prom night. Uh, three quarters. We just had, you know, some yeah. of the, uh, we tasted the. We did the, the tasting yes. for the menu. Super so. incredible. Um, beautifully, you know, just going to, all the decor is going to be hot. You know, the chandeliers, everything's yeah. super beautiful. You're yeah. overlooking beautiful view. Yeah. You're dancing. Come on. There's a talk about sex and comedy. Mm-hmm. So to break the ice, so it's going to be super fun. You know, you get to hold baby girl tight. You know, and uh, it's a good thing, man. I feel yeah. like the world Come can't on. tell us mm-hmm. how to be romantic. Yeah. We actually are connected yeah, to it's love. Like, it's like Christians only get dressed up like that for weddings. That's or... it. And then you like <laughs> barely dance yeah. and all that. And so like, we try to incorporate that. And then the following day, we have a full day of speakers. We're going to have a panel. Mm-hmm. We're also going to do breakouts and something a little different at the end. We can't surprise. tell you. you gotta yeah, get there. it's a you surprise, but... Um, you'll, it's awesome because with the speakers that we're mentioning, you just hear from so many different wells, you know, because you yeah. have, you know, sometimes people think that, oh, well, they see these pastors, they see these speakers, and they're perfect. They have the perfect yeah. marriage, and no, they've never gone through nothing. And then you, you go to Love Wins, and you're like, dang, they're jacked up like they're us. Jacked up. They, yeah. <laughs> but oh, they've they gone were through jacked it. up. Yeah, they, they've they gone through the it. They overcame it. And then, you know, you get the awesome wisdom. And, and then we've seen a lot of marriages actually transform yeah. after that. So. Well, today, we have somebody in the studio mm-hmm. that actually, you you know, I was sitting here and I was like, man, we got to get this guy to love wins too yes. somehow. You know, we're going to have to have him uh, in the future when we do uh, something for love wins. We got to get him down here with his wife, Kayla. That, you know, and so let me let me introduce this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't even know how to introduce him because you know what? I was going to say the bishop, you know, because <laughs> let me tell you, we joke about it, but this uh, good friend of mine, you know, I always tell people, they go, well, how does he preach and stuff? And I go, well, it's like, it's kind of like uh, the country white version of me in a yeah. sense. You know, I feel like he's kind of wild, just really down to earth, but gives you truth mm-hmm. and loves the gospel, you know. And so 
with us in the studio, and this is a real studio. We got Pastor all the way from North Carolina. Come on, Pastor Brad Carter. Man, what's going on, man? My man, I love me some Juan Martinez, (laughs) Miss Ruthie at your team, Stephanie, the amazing Stephanie. I tell you, there's it's just always so good to just be in your presence. There's Man. nobody Aww, I know we love you. that <laughs> elevates. I'm talking about just changes the temperature of the room like Juan Martinez. So uh, I, I am so excited just to be in the in the place, to get to see this in person. Yeah. I watch you online. I get to see pictures. I'm yeah. jelly. But I'm glad <laughs> I get to be out here hanging out for a few days, get to see the Get Rap family, get to see my good friends, Pastor Todd. And we get to eat. Yeah. Eat, man. Yeah. Come on, somebody. So, man, but it's an honor. So hey, you seen Pastor Brad got a shoe game. You seen the shoe game? Uh, yeah, I mean, hey. Uh, Hey, I'm one of the hey. few people who doesn't look at people. Hey, let me with. tell you, we got Marco, the media guy. You know, big shout out to him and G, who are behind the scenes. You mm-hmm. always need the behind the scenes. The behind the scenes oh. make us look good. That, yeah. But G's a shoe guy, you Come know, on. and so I'm sure he's been scoping out your shoes. Oh, I think yeah. we got Pastor Russell that's in the right, building. That's right. That's right. You know, with us hanging out. He, you know, incredible pastor out there as well. And uh, you know, I'm excited because of the wisdom. I know, like. I don't know if you hear this enough, but, you know, outside of being a good friend, I feel like you have a plethora of wisdom. And I love to hear you speak the word of God Mm -hmm. because of your unique way and perspectives. You find the little things in like, you know, it just makes it fun. But also like, oh, man, you know, whenever I hear you preach, there's an oh, man moment. There's an oh, man, no way. Like, and I love the word, you know, it's like a whoa. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I um, get wrapped, you're like the top five. You know? I, I told oh, her, I told him top two. He's so, the top, oh, two. top two. Actually. Yeah. So, you know, wow. in our, in our pressure. family. I'm, I'm starting pressure. to feel pressure this week. <laughs> <The pressure. laughs> yeah, we no always pressure, ask him. No we always ask him. Yeah, like, you know, some of our classes and stuff, you know, we get to know each other and all of that. So we're like, all right, you know, so who's one of your uh, favorite guest speakers? You know, and so they Brad always throw Carter. Pastor wow. Brad Carter yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. humble, man. Yeah, man. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Hey, they you're like, they like me. I know. This is awesome. I mean, I've been invited back several times I mean, hey, yeah, on, yeah. and we're growing be... so you get to uh, meet, yeah, you're gonna meet a bunch people, of different people so they're yeah. gonna get to have an, a, a great treat you know so, having you Sunday Pastor Brad you know let's just jump in a little bit mm-hmm. and just dialogue um, yeah. uh, when did you get saved so I got saved it's funny I, I got saved and then resaved I believe I got saved <laughs> when I was 17 years old Pastor Juan uh, we had a guy that came to our school yeah his name was Albert Long and he was a he was a pastor but um, I think FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, sure. brought him in mm-hmm. to do like, uh, you know, you come speak at the school and it's like, we got to be careful. We can't yeah, talk too much about Jesus, right? Jesus. But what caught my eye or really my ear was the fact that he was a four sport letterman mm. in the, the only one in the history of the ACC conference. Yeah. Wow. And so we're an ACC country. You know, we, we know basketball. We're not football. I, I see you. Guys. I see you on so, Facebook kind of putting yeah, your little. Yeah, basketball. <laughs> yeah. We can't touch y'all. We don't, we, don't, yeah, yeah. We, don't, we play like JV college football. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so, so, but anyway, so this guy comes up and he begins, uh, and, and so immediately I'm thinking, if this guy, this guy's legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an older gentleman, but he had to be a stud like back in the day. And so I want to hear what he's got to say, right? So he gives this great inspirational message, and he says, like, for anybody that wants to come hear me tonight, hear the rest of the story, come to First Baptist Church, and I'm going to share the rest of the story tonight. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so we show up, I think there's probably like 70 or 80 students show yeah. up that night. Wow. And he preaches, and he, he preaches the gospel, right? And so he, at the end, he gets ready for the invitation. And, you know, and so he opens up the altar and says, you know, anybody wants to receive the life of Christ, come down front. And I'm like, I'm not going down front, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm a football, basketball player. I'm not going down front. Mm-hmm. And 
I felt like my heart was beating out of my chest. Yeah. And I was actually dating Kayla. We had just started wow. dating. Wow. And so she's sitting next to me in this pew in the First Baptist Church of Wallace. And so uh, he gives this invitation. And, and, he, and I can remember this like it was yesterday. He says, somebody out there, your heart's beating fast and you're starting <laughs> to sweat. And I was like, wait a minute, what? So, and he says, you need to, today's your, your day to make the decision. And yeah. I got up. I didn't even realize. It was like one of those out-of-body experiences, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So I got up, walked down front, and I think 43 uh, students uh, gave their life to Jesus that night. So wow. it was an incredible night. That's when I made a statement, right? And so that's when I said, I am putting my faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and that was really good for a year and a half. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. So it, it, it stuck for a year and a half. When I went off to college, I just rebelled. And, and so, um, you know, I've heard of so many people say, you know, we are blessed, right? Yeah. Because so, we know the gospel. But yeah. so many people, what they think is the gospel is religion, right? Mm. And, yeah. and so uh, most people's testimony is they were in the bondage of sin, and they exchanged it for the bondage of religion, and then they really met Jesus and, and got delivered from all of it. Wow. Well, for me, it was the opposite. I was raised in church, so I was raised in the bondage of religion, and when I couldn't live up to expectations, I was Ooh. like, I'm going the other direction. Like, if I'm going to bust hell wide story, open, yeah. I'm going to have fun doing it. So <laughs> I, I, I started entering into sin and then had a radical encounter with Jesus. Wow, that's and so, so funny. When I was 25 years old, I was having a night at my house, and some guys were over, poker night, were hanging out, doing, you know, just hanging out, having fun. And I walked in my bedroom, and for to this day, I really don't know why. I walked into my room, I shut the door, I kneeled down beside my waterbed. I don't know, you know, I kneeled down to pray. And I said, God, I've always believed you were real, but you better show me you're real. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm to the point where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Life doesn't make yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, Pastor Juan, like it was literally the presence of God, um, just let me know he was real, and I just, I've never looked back. That was it. Hey, let me tell you, let me ask y'all a question. Now I'm going to ask y'all a question. Come on. What, okay, so like you said, sin, religion, and boom, then they meet Jesus. Yeah. Right, okay. But for you, it was the opposite, religion, sin. Yep. Okay, what is it like, you know, because somebody out there might be like, you know, yeah, they, might the they, gotta, they might think they have a relationship with Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. what, what is it like, because when you're in religion, you actually think you have this great relationship with God because you're yeah. in religion, yeah. right? So you're like, I have a great... So what, is it, what did it look like for a person to have... You know, you have a similar story right. too, mm -hmm. to be in religion and not relationship. What was the difference? Because now you're in relationship. For right? me, the goal when I was in religion was morality. It was to be a good person. It was like, I want to stop. I don't want to cuss. I don't want to drink. I don't want to do drugs. I, I want to just be a good person. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that was the goal. Mm -hmm. That's the focus. So all the emphasis is on us and what we do. Mm. And, and that was my religious experience. I can't speak for Stephanie. That was yeah. my religious experience. And then when I had a radical encounter with Jesus, I realized the goal is not morality. The goal is life. It's mm. like to actually live in Christ and to experience the abundance of good things that he's prepared for us. And morality really is a byproduct mm -hmm. of us living the life of Christ. Yes. And so that was the, that's the major difference for me. It was like in one, I was striving to achieve something and the other, I was getting to enjoy something. And what I realized is the, what I was striving to get became easier when I wasn't striving to get it. Right. Yeah. It's when I was living the life of Jesus. So, yeah. so I don't know about your yeah. experience. Stephanie, but no, that I mean, that, that, that's a pretty, you know accurate description you know i would say more so because i was younger when that you know happened for me was that it was more of knowing right so i knew i knew in my head who god was and you thought it was a personal relationship oh, but so i feel good. like a personal relationship is tested when you have to go and apply it yeah. right and you have to go and make those decisions and so for everything that i knew being raised in church in my head when 
life happens you know when you're confronted with a decision do i do this do i do that am yeah. i going to drink am i because you know i'm now you know in youth group and then now i'm a, an adult so all of those things th those were all in my head and they weren't in my heart right so that was good. the so difference good. for me right so then whenever so i did good. have like my rededication i feel like when i surrendered when you met my Jesus. life <laughs> yeah because yeah. yeah. over here you knew him in like, your head and now you met yeah, him yeah that it was like no this is this is something that's going to flow from you know a, a your relationship yeah, yeah it's from your being that's, good. that's dope, super dope okay so boom you got saved i'm just gonna fast forward because i feel like you have sure. so much wisdom that i kind of want to talk uh to you about you know when it comes to like boom you so you start pastoring you yeah. you, you jump into the the boom god says you so are you pastoring still in religion or are you how did yeah, you have a little I moment? Because I think we, I think yeah. we all trickle like we, you know. No, no question. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, a yeah. mixture. <laughs> a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this radical encounter with Jesus, but the problem is, is like we don't really know at that point how to articulate faith, right? So Facts. it it is it's now okay. I've had this encounter, but all I know to do is what I've always done, mm. and so yeah, absolutely. When I when we began a church, it was five of us in a, in a, in a room, and we said, man, we're, start, we're starting a church. We did, I, I, honest to goodness, I'd never seen a non-denominational church. So when we when somebody even threw out the idea of starting a church, I, I didn't know if you could legally start a church. I thought <laughs> that had to allowed? be done by, yeah, I was <laughs> like, going on? is this like a business? Or like, can you start? So, so we, we didn't, had no idea what even planning oh, a church meant. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we started a church, and, and so um, I was actually just going to help. I, I wasn't, I didn't anticipate being the pastor i was helping lead bible studies and, and had some success if you call it that yeah. in ministry teaching the word but i had no plans to be the pastor mm -hmm. and we began and so as as we begin this process of, of people gathering around our pool table in our living room yeah um really it's like you know i just kept showing up and and then god begins working and people start seeing you for how god created you i'm a firm Fact. believer in this if you got to tell me what you are you're probably not what you think you are and so I didn't come out saying, oh, I'm, I'm called to be a pastor. I'm a pastor. I just wanted to show up and be Brad. Honest to goodness, and that's not some false humility. That's just sure. all I saw. And, and then people started seeing me as a pastor. And as I began to step into that role and that calling, um, I still was leading people from where I came from. Yeah, no, I love it. And so it's like, let me teach you guys how to pray, how to fast, how to <laughs> yeah, do the yeah. stuff. And still not knowing that I was just leading them into bondage. Um, and so... Uh, in two thousand, so in two thousand six, yeah. we started our church. In two thousand ten, I had a collision with the the uh, understanding of the new covenant that wrecked my life. Yeah, you had a, with an mm -hmm. asteroid of grace, right? That was it. it. Yeah, that was yeah. it. The asteroid. I, of, I got hit, hit with that me. one too. Oh, and it's just it's so much fun, but it is scary. Yeah. Because you're letting go of this illusion of the control you have, and so for me at that point. And I laugh about it this day, but I remember when I I, I was in my office at church, and I, it's embarrassing to say yeah. this, but I'll be transparent. I said, God, "This is real." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> I good. said, "God, I'll begin ministering from this place, this message, from this position of of the finished work of Christ and who I am and, and experiencing that. I'll I'll do that if." You're, you're okay with everybody leaving my church. That's what I've told God. And it's like, first of all, like looking back, it wasn't my church anyway, right? Yeah. But second of all, it's like we think that the gospel drives people away or we think we're going to lose people. When the truth of the matter was I was literally learning mm -hmm. that whole dying to self thing Paul talked about, that was it. Like that was when I came to the end of myself and realized 
dude, you ain't going to do this anyway. If you think you're going to build this church, if you think you're, you, you are on the wrong track. And it was yeah. in that moment of, of relinquishing, again, an illusion of control that really began to minister from a healthy place. That's yeah. really sure. good. Right. That, you know, I'm still on the, if you got to tell somebody yeah. <laughs> who you idea. are, yeah. then you're probably not what you think you are. You know, and that's good. so powerful because even when I feel like when Jesus gave, uh, you know, titles to things, you know, because sometimes I think we're polar extreme sometimes. I feel yeah. like I feel like yeah. when people are here, you, you go through the moment where, you know, if, it, you know, we say titles are no good, you go way over here. But if yeah. you remove titles are kind of needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You no know, question. even though, right, but think about it. When you so you experience a bad title thing, then everybody goes over here to That's right. titles don't matter. And everybody's like, titles don't matter. We're right? like knee-jerk like, reaction specialists <laughs> in the yes, body of Christ. Because it's like, could you imagine if I if Ruthie wasn't my wife, right. she was just Ruthie, then yeah. she could do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> you know, she could go with whoever she <laughs> yeah, wants. No. I'm grateful she is wife. That's so, right. and he is Lord and all these things that, you know, father and yeah. friend, That's you know, right. like they, sometimes titles mean us. The abuse of those things yeah. yeah and i feel like sometimes we get so caught up in going way over here so even when he you know what we do now is we go i'm a pastor without really the the function of that pastor you know yeah. i feel like you call somebody an evangelist when they're evangelizing and so you no know question. because they automatically do that you know yep. like oh it looks like you're great at mechanics so mm -hmm. he must be a mechanic right it's not like i'm a mechanic you ever built something no never you know it's like dude you know and i think that's the frustrating part yeah of 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 even yeah. christianity in a whole mm -hmm. pastor one when i when i was early on in ministry um i had a mentor a guy named dr kelly varner and doctor he, he's transitioned to be with the lord now wrote many books just incredible understanding of fivefold ministry and just really opened up my eyes to even just the the apostolic nature of yeah. god's setup right and i'll never forget this because one time i heard people call him apostle kelly varner or pastor kelly or and i and so one day i asked him we're at lunch we're at a, a tgi fridays in jacksonville north carolina and i said and i said dr varner i want to ask you something um uh, what do you call what do you consider yourself to be are you an apostle are you a prophet are you a mm -hmm. pastor are you an evangelist because i see you do all kinds of stuff that yeah. can resemble those things and i'll never forget this he said i'm whatever you see me as to you how you see me is what i'll be to you and i was like that's really good like it's mm -hmm. it's this idea of i'm sent by god and whatever you need right now is what if, if god's going to be working through me that's what i'll be and it just wrecked my world because it's Facts. like i don't have to chase titles let me be who god's called me to be and the title will be a description not a prescription right Facts. it's not yeah. me trying to live up to something it's me living out it's, it's who biblical I am. you know jesus that's says it. who do you say that i am that's it some call them teachers some call you know so it's it's the same concept you know mm -hmm. some will call to some i'm pastor but to yeah. some i'm a leadership coach you that's know right. whatever yeah, yeah, it just yeah. depends who who you are what to you that are. person that's yeah. right and that's at the level too it's a, i think that's a good thing too because and healthy yeah. Because, yeah. you know, um, not everybody, you know, you hear s some people like when somebody calls you like, oh, you're my pastor. Right. That should mean that your voice matters in their life. Right. There's a certain mm -hmm. level of honor oh. and reverence. But if they're just like, hey, Brad, and then a pastor, then you can't get caught up in the feelings that they don't treat you how you think. That's because right. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Because you're just, hey, what up? They don't go to your church. You might just watch football with them. That's right. So they're not. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like those things are important when you can put them in the proper place. Well, I'd never tell Kayla to call me pastor. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. That ain't going far. Yeah. You know, so I, I want my kids to call me dad because that's what I am to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right it's, that's it's, it's, that's wild yeah because you know what's funny like yeah. there are moments when ruthie calls me past yeah sure right 
because I and and it's in that cool. Moment, in she that sees moment, you in that role. Yes, That's right. Super cool because I couldn't get away with either word. You're gonna call me, even yeah, though yeah. I've used the whole Abraham. Uh, Sarah called Abraham Lord. You well, know? I submit to your husband. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. You know, but but yeah. <laughs> what are you we, gonna no, do? No, I, I, it's it's awesome that you guys are sharing this, and I think a lot of times we do that with uh, God too, right? How you see him, no question. It's mm. how you treat him, right? So some people hear the word God and they think. Oh, the wrath. Some people hear God and they're like, oh, my father. Some people hear the God mm, and they think so all of this. Healer. So I'd like to hear how you guys uh, picture that. But we're going to go to a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them so they too can experience being set free you can help us reach our goal to cover 106 texas prisons by purchasing a copy at juanmartinez.tv on amazon or anywhere books are sold thank you for being the hero of this story Come experience the love that will change your life. Every Sunday at Get Rab Church, you can hit us up at two locations, 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 1145 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rab TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free Get Rap TV app. Hey, we're back with This Is Real, man. Our guest, yeah, Brad Carter. Brad oh, Pastor Brad. He, Brad. He, you shared some <laughs> about, you know, the role that, you know, sometimes we, we put titles. And, and yeah. then when yeah. people abuse titles, you know, that's whenever people kind of get it all confused. But, you know, how, how, does you, how do you guys see that for in our relationship with Christ? Well, I think a big thing, perception, yeah. how you perceive somebody is how you receive them, right? right? And so, like, we see that in the Gospels. Jesus shows up at a well to draw water and a woman's like, you know, what do you, you know, you don't have anything to do with us. So You're a Jewish guy. And Jesus says, okay, that's fine. Go get your husband. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not married. And he's like, sure. And then he, and he, and he speaks prophetically into her life, right? Uh-huh. Word of knowledge and says, oh yeah, I know you've been married five times to shacking with six. And so then she says, I perceive thee to be a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. So how she saw so him good. determined what she was going to get from him right. after she saw him as a prophet then he was able to preach into mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, how we see God, how we perceive him, determines so much of how we receive him. Right. And if you Facts. only see God as a wrathful, mad God, mm-hmm. then obviously everything is filtered through that lens. Yeah. So whenever we go through stuff in life, we're thinking, oh, this must be because God's mad at me, right? Yeah. And so where the opposite is, when we see God as a loving, benevolent father, mm-hmm. we begin to realize that, man, yeah, I may have had a bad day, but the mercy of God kept me. And yeah. man, I'm still on my feet, right? So it, it changes 
really our interaction, I believe, with God, not only in our, our spiritual activity, mm -hmm. like our prayer time and stuff like that, but even how we how we respond to life. Because yeah. if we really believe that he works all things for our good, then mm -hmm. like it changes the way I see everything, right? Yeah. So Facts. I think that's a big thing. And and I, Pastor I like Brad, that. you were when you were sharing about that, you know, I I didn't look to the left because you know I see Pastor and I, he has several roles in my life. Sure. So I want to ask yeah. you, Pastor. You know how oh. do you? How this do you, is a Brad thing. <laughs> Come on. How Brad. do you? Um, you know, well because he's gonna yeah. kind of speak into that a little bit later when we talk about chemistry and teams and things like oh, that. Like so it. the roles because I'm as taking a notes. Pastor, as I'm a minister, <laughs> all of that. There's there's different roles that you have when in relationships with the people here, right? And yeah. just in general, right? With like you said, with Pastor Ruthie, with your congregation, with your friends, all of that. So how do you how do you apply that into to like, you know, you, Pastor Brady can speak on it too. Pastor, minister, sometimes you're a friend, sometimes you're, because you have to wear several hats. Yeah. So what do you mean? How do I? Yeah. Like elaborate? how, okay. Because w how we perceive God is mm -hmm. how we receive. Is what so you're saying, how, so how, how do I flip that with Right. Because you do have to have different roles, right? Sometimes yeah. you have to be pastor. Sometimes you have to be friend. Sometimes you have to be this. <laughs> hey, check it out. Because so you're really good thing. at it. So I want to well, hear from you. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Like. So I didn't, I wasn't always really good at it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I had to figure out my wife didn't just need a pastor mm -hmm. and an evangelist, right? Cause yeah. like, and, and that, that happens, it trickles over. And so you have an answer. So you're like, boom, Bible. But sometimes she needs somebody to listen and mm -hmm. she got married to a husband. So really understanding where I'm at and the roles of the atmospheres that I'm in really means something, right? Because if I go to teach leadership somewhere, those people uh, supply and need, right? They don't need this. They need mm -hmm. this. This is what they came for. So I'm always, I guess, trying to be led by the spirit when I go to different places yeah. on what That's is good. being pulled from me. According, you know, one thing that I've learned that I guess is something that I'm still developing and probably developing for a long time is listening. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you can have a good ear and develop a listening ear, you understand the role that's being pulled from you. You know, that's so like if you don't know how to listen, you'll just be whatever. But when my wife's talking to me and she just needs an ear, mm -hmm. I've had to practice to just listen and not be pastor, evangelist, nothing. Just literally husband. Think about our groom, which that's is right. God, right? Because yeah. that's where yeah. I've learned everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the good example. So I learned it from that. Right. Something that's we good. want from him is what? I, I, when we pray, it's almost this, 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 I hope you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. So, okay, now we're groomed. <laughs> Think about it. It's yep. the thing we miss most, but it's the thing that we That's should good. be best at. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. So, when you have a good listening ear, it'll tell you what role to be because sometimes you come to me and you just want to share something with me. Yeah. I can't be pastor with you. With you, I'm like four roles, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, you know, you're dating yeah. my son and you're at <laughs> yeah. the same time. So, you're like all these things daughter, you know, uh, employee, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's like listening helps me. I guess what I'm practicing is listening. Yeah. It's the best way I could say it because it'll pull. That's good. Because it's not that I feel like our personalities and the way God made us, uh, our personalities will do different things. Some have an entrepreneur. We call it an entrepreneurial spirit. This, I, mean, I just believe it's part of your personal per personality, that how mm -hmm. God created you. Yeah. And those things are in you. So when I pull, if you're a good listener, you'll know when I need a friend. You'll know when I need a yeah, so that's, that's what I was gonna say. Because then you guys also both pastor, you know, separate churches, but then you're also friends, so you can speak into each other's life. Oh, and I, friend. I, I, I was yeah. gonna say that very thing Go is like, it. like Pastor Juan, and I mean this with all sincerity, is one of the greatest 
voices in my life because it's always a voice of encouragement. It, it's a challenging voice. I mean, he is. There's been times and seasons in my life, throughout my life, where he's been like, "Man, so where are we at on writing the book? Where are we at on doing this?" Like he's pushing <laughs> me because. But I respect him, right. and it's in that moment I can take off. Okay, he's speaking to me not just as That's a friend, but cool. also as a mentor, somebody who's walking that trail. And so mm-hmm. I think I think a lot That's of it dope. is 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 based too on. Uh, you know, when you talk about how we, you know, how we recognize what's needed, it could be based on a, the seasons, mm-hmm. and it can be based on atmospheres. Yeah. Like I can walk into certain rooms and realize, okay, in this room, this is what I, this is my assignment today. Right. right. Whereas also, it may be in certain seasons mm-hmm. I play certain roles. There's yeah. some people that are that I've been friends to Super for cool. a long time, and now they see me as a men, more of a mentor, mm-hmm. and so I recognize that when the season changed, shift. yeah, I've got to be able to shift and say, okay, mm-hmm. when I speak. I got to be careful because I don't want to undermine the way they see me as a mentor by speaking to him as a friend. Mm, Does that make sense? That's so good. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, so that's good. like a four-part yeah. show right there. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's so much wealth in in just really understanding roles and all. I just feel like oh, there's a yeah. plethora of wealth yeah. because you can. That's where a lot of uh, confrontation happens, you know. But when you say something like friend, you, you're almost you know questions matter. As good as listening, the questions you ask matter. Yeah. Right. Because the way I see him is kind of the questions I'm going to propose questions if I'm truly respect him and see him in different roles then I, I know what question to ask him and when I ask yeah. that question it's going to tap into something that yeah. he has so yeah. if yep. he knows you know because you start to learn to know the person that's right right because yeah. the father he's father he's healer he's deliverer mm-hmm. right so, so how I'm tapping is where I'm going to get it from and and even like I think I heard Dr. Darius Dennis and you turned me on to him big mm-hmm. shout out to him you know he uh he was talking about uh, the lens on how even, which I've never, I don't think, I've always talked about deeply rooted stuff and, you know, I, I'm yeah. really into that stuff, you yeah. know, and how you perceive things. But he's like, he was talking about even how you, the lens that how you read. Yeah. He's like, so you come with certain lenses and you read your Bible and you don't see it for what it is because you already came to it with yeah. lenses. So That's even right. think that, mm-hmm. you're almost removing all titles. You're almost... It, it gets real weird at that moment. Yeah. Like you need a two-part show to really like break that down yeah. because you could people leave confused or or they're immature yeah. and so don't really understand. Yeah. yeah. But, but on I the th- flip side, I feel like you you have the opportunity to grow so much when you allow you know the different Facts. roles to, yes. and and finding out those things because you were sharing a little bit earlier. Maybe you can share with us of you know how God's been speaking Purpose. to you on chemistry and, yes. and team yeah. building because. We Ooh, we see it's, it's you know it's really unfortunate that we see that all the time like you share you know you're John Maxwell yeah. coach and all that so yeah. we see that all the time in like you know corporate secular jobs and all that kind of stuff but we don't we don't see it as much and I feel like it should happen more often in church ministry workplaces environments teams things like that so oh, yeah. what's God been talking to you about that so yeah I think a big thing is when um, you know in talking about teams one of the roles that I, I play at Calvary Church we're a multi-locational yeah. church is mm-hmm. I'm working now with all of our locations to create a consistent culture so that when you go to each campus it feels like you, know, you can tell you're at a Calvary Church mm-hmm. everyone has its unique flavor I tell everybody it's like we got a, a bunch of different ice creams or different flavors but we're all you know we're all the same ice cream yeah. right so so it's like uh, you want to have some uniqueness you don't want to take people's uniqueness from them and their creativity of who God's made them mm-hmm. but you also recognize that there's got to be a consistent culture mm-hmm. if a team's gonna operate and so one of my big things, I've always been a guy who's all about capacity. Like if you have the ability and the availability, then I want you on my team, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I would always look for, you know, if I if I need somebody to you know to head up kids ministry, I want the best kids ministry worker. 
Yeah. I want the best work. Whoever's the best worship leader, I want you leading the worship team. Like, and what I realized is I was finding myself frustrated because there were certain people that I would have in the room that had the availability and the ability, but there was a chemistry issue, and I would go around them. This was not. I hate yeah, to yeah. say this, no, it's cool. but I would go around them because. Something about them would frustrate me. Maybe it was just a personality <laughs> conflict, right? Nah, Maybe, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't, I'm not even saying yeah. it was them. It could have been me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I found myself frustrated because I was like, man, you, they got all this capacity and they can do it. But I'm just frustrated whenever we try to work together. <laughs> and one night I'm watching, I love movies and I love sports and I'm watching a sports movie. I'm not a big ice hockey guy, but I was watching the movie Miracle with Kurt Russell talking yeah. about the 1980 Olympic hockey team. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's selecting the team. And, and you know, there were huge underdogs, but he's selecting the team. And a guy come, goes, comes and looks at the list and he goes, you've cut some of the best players. Like, what are you doing? And, I'm, and, and this line, when he said it, wow. I've seen the movie before, but he said, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players. Mm. And, and his light bulb went off. Wow. I have spent my entire ministry trying to get the best mm. instead of trying to get what's right. And so what I begin to do is take into to account not only do they need ability and availability, right? Because you got to have the ability. You got to be yeah, able to yeah, do yeah. it. The and you got to be in the season of life where you can. Like yeah. you may have, you may be the most able person ever, but if you just had a baby, like yeah. you can't, you know, he can't serve in that mm -hmm. position. So you got to be available. But then I realized, man, chemistry. And what that did was it changed the game for mm. our church because now I'm watching our team grow exponentially because there's investment and buy-in not only into the vision but into the relationships wow. and so chemistry for me became this big deal and I started studying the scripture and I was like look at all throughout scripture and you see like we see even in the new covenant church you see like some separations take place like Paul saying well you can't go there's some chemistry issues you want to go with John Mark well you decided so you go with John Mark and then yeah. you know because we're still tracking together we're yeah. still I, but but at the end of the day, like it was frustrating them, so they had to part ways. Yeah. And so what I've come to realize is, is I want to make sure I have chemistry of anything I'm building, because that don't, not only does it make it rewarding, it exponentially makes the team better. Yeah. Because it's it's got to be right fits. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. total <laughs> sense, man. I I I love that because I think a lot of times we um. Mm, this is real. Look, I looked at the thing. This is real. <laughs> uh, we look at the 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 gifting. And we put so yep. much emphasis on that gifting. Um, and then there's some people who we know would be like perfect and might not be as gifted. Right. But in two years, they're going to be really gifted because it is their gift. Yeah. Nobody has just taken the time to develop them the way the other guy. And that guy may be really gifted. And this one may be a little less. But And then we, we go for the more gifting. That's so no question. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's the church has gotten pretty bad sometimes. And I love the body of Christ. And I don't ever want to talk bad about the body of Christ because I don't like nobody talking right. bad about Ricky. That's right. But I must say we could do better. It's yeah. not... Gift, your gift will make room for itself, but it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And That's I feel right. like, you know, that that matters. Yep. You know, that matters in abundance. And so I don't know. I, I like all that that you're saying a lot. Well, I think, too, timing so much of it. I mean, you hit on the head. Like, there's some people that have the gifting, but it's not the right season. And yeah. so that's where chemistry plays a big role in that because it's like, I look at my son, and I know God's got great things in store for him, but there's certain rooms mm -hmm. that I'm in that he doesn't need to be in. He's not ready for those rooms. Right. And that doesn't mean he's not super gifted. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean he's not called. It doesn't mean he's not chosen by God. It just means the timing's not right. That's, That's and, so and, and, good. And the, and the thing we rush to in a church so often is, is like, 
man, we hear God speak, anoint this one, this is the one, and then we want to put the robe and crown on them. When the truth of the matter is, God said, go back and tend to the sheep. You're not ready, mm. even though you're called. And so timing plays such a huge role mm. in, in making sure that the chemistry is right and that the team is in the right place. Mm. This so. is a perfect time to stop <laughs> and get a, a quick commercial break. I hope you guys are taking notes. I hope you guys are plugged in completely because we're having so an amazing good. conversation with Pastor Brad Carter. We'll be right back. Join Ruthie and I along with our special speakers for a transformational weekend. Be prepared to learn, grow, laugh, and love. You know, one of the things that we love about this conference is prom night, where we get to dress up, laugh the night away as we dance, eat dinner, and just have a lot of fun. No matter where you are on your relationship journey, we encourage you to attend. The conference is geared towards married couples, but if you are single, dating, or engaged, Love Wins Conference is a great place to learn foundational principles you can apply to your future marriage taking place August 6th and 7th in the Houston Spring location. And you can purchase your tickets by visiting getwrap.tv. Hevikens lived to represent his kingdom unashamedly, wearing inspired garments, loud and proud. With every purchase of Heviken apparel, you are helping us with our evangelism efforts, whether it's through the radio or outreach efforts. Visit www.hevikens.com. Use the promo code THISISREAL for 10% off your entire purchase. And don't forget, represent loud and proud because we're citizens of heaven. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly, hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. We're back, back, back. Man, this has been an incredible conversation. I want to jump in yeah. immediately to talk a little bit about this, and then we'll do the segments, okay. right? Or should we jump in segments? No, go ahead. Okay, go so purpose. I just want you to give, you know, because I know, I don't want you to give a lot because I know you're working on this book and all yeah. that, but I do want to know because that's kind of like the thing. And in this whole, I feel like the main vein here is like where the flow is coming is that in all of these things, it's really people identifying purpose yeah. yeah and knowing who they are is so important because i feel like we're in a generation where some people could be really great hands and in being a hand they fulfill this destiny <laughs> that is incredible but since everybody's like yo bro the ear is rocking right now <laughs> everybody who's the ear yeah. is doing it big so they don't want to be the hand no more yep. mm -hmm. now they're like i'm gonna be an ear and could you imagine a hand I'm right now I got my hand on That's my ear bad, yeah. it would not do good mm -hmm. it would be frustrated it couldn't listen well it couldn't yep. do all kinds of stuff and the ear being a hand you know because right. it's forced to like well I guess I'll go do the hand job you know <laughs> that's right. yeah. good you yep. know so <laughs> and so um, what is purpose to you so I think purpose is why it's the why so it's why God put us here and I yeah. think so often you know, I, I think we have this idea that, okay, I have my identity in Christ, and then my why is what's fi figured out later. It's like God saying, okay, I've created Juan Martinez, and now I'm going to figure out what to do with Juan Martinez. When the yeah. truth of the matter is, is that our why 
God knew our purpose before he ever put us here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't determine our purpose, we discover it, right? Yeah. So we're just trying to figure out what is it God placed me here to do? And and this is what I've come to realize is, is um, you know, and I'm so thankful in the last 20 years or so, there's been this huge shift where we've we recognized how important identity is. Yeah. Yep. And because and, there's so much, you know, we get our oh, affirmation yeah. from identity, <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah, for yeah. a long time, there was no talk about identity <laughs> in the Now church. everybody got it. Everybody. 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 <laughs> Facts. And so, it's, it's, it becomes the cliche thing, yeah. you That's know? right, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever's being said. And if you look at Jesus, it's like, okay, so Jesus is baptized, and we hear his identity established right then. God yeah. says, this is my son, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Please, yeah. He gets his identity mm-hmm. before he ever starts his ministry. But then, so so we're like, okay, that's it. The problem is most people now, if you if you make that the end goal, it's like, okay, I, I know who I am, now I'm done. Like yeah. You see so many Christians wow. who know who they are, but they don't know why they're here. And Man. so they're like, okay, I'm so-and-so. This is who God made me, and I'm sitting on the couch waiting for the rapture, whatever. Facts. Right? So there's this whole, this this. if you look at the ministry of Jesus, it starts with this is my beloved and whom I'm well pleased. I get my identity and my affirmation. I don't do anything for that. That's who God. That's what God gives me. It's a yeah. gift. But well done, good and faithful servant mm. comes from fulfilling purpose. Yeah. And I don't get that. That's not a guarantee like I, I'm his son, and he's well pleased in me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm put my trust in Jesus, right? But I don't get that fulfillment until I, well done. Right. There's some stuff. There's something I'm called to do, and so I believe such a key component in our walk with Jesus is recognizing why we're here, because I'm never going to live. There's a lot of people who know who they are in Christ, but they're unfulfilled, mm-hmm. not because they don't know their identity, but because they have not fulfilled their purpose. Right. And so I believe it's such an aspect of fulfillment. That, that uh, is knowing our purpose. We've got to know it and go after it. That's what we pursue. And it's not to earn anything from God. Yeah. It's to, so we can actually become who God's already made us. Mm-hmm. Because Facts. when he made us, he put our purpose in us. So that, that's my big thing on purpose. Yeah, yeah. man. I, you know, it's because a lot of times people misinterpret. They think, you know, again, it's, it's how you view God. And I think a lot of times yeah. this is more like advice from your father to protect you, not a list of don't do yeah you know right. like yeah, and i think yeah. when you start looking yeah. at it like oh, i can't do that too it's right there's a difference and even in our homes if we could really explain to our children like mm-hmm. i'm just telling you this because i don't want you to get hurt mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. not like i'm not mad at you you know right. i'm not like i just don't want you That's to get right. in trouble you know um it's it's that lens you know it does something let's go to some segments because we got uh, we got two segments oh, yeah, we, for you. we like to have a little fun time okay. flew by all time right flew by. when <laughs> you're having gonna, fun we're gonna That's hit right. you with uh the first segment which we like to call dear younger me right so we do the uh, back to the future right we're gonna put you in the delorean mm. take us back to a younger version of yourself you're already young passion brad but you know <laughs> anywhere yourself. anywhere any age you want to go <laughs> any age could be last tell year what, could be tell whenever. us what you were like and then what piece of advice would you tell them um okay so i would go back to uh, college age Brad mm. and, and I'll tell you why because I, I I had this moment when I was in college where I came home for one weekend I was not in church okay I came back um, home one weekend and I went and visited my pastor which me just walking in his office probably sh- almost gave him a heart attack you <laughs> not see me but I asked him I said how did you know you were called and he told me he said I knew I knew I was called when Everything else I tried never gave me fulfillment. Mm. And I thought, that's a horrible answer, right? I wanted a burning bush. Like, you know, I have no idea. And I I can remember thinking, I don't even know why I went and visited him that day. What I would love to go back and tell myself, though, is the truth is, is this is, you were created for something. Discover it. Don't float through life until Mm -hmm. you randomly hit it. Mm -hmm. I look at like, I don't live life in regret, but I look at so many opportunities in the rearview mirror Mm -hmm. that if like, if I could have just known like 
that I was that I truly was purpose for something when I was in at that, that age, it would have changed yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for us, like in ministry, people might go, "Oh, that's right, because you're called to ministry." Like it has nothing to do with what I'm called to. Yeah. It's the fact that I am called. Everyone is called. Amen. So, like, just to be able to go back and say, you have got to get in your mind. You have a purpose in life. Yeah. You are called for something. And regardless of whether that's full-time ministry, whatever that is, yeah. or if it's really like, you know, opening up your own business, being an entrepreneur. I love, like Pastor Juan's family is so diverse and all the, and what they yeah. do, but they, they, they understand who they are. They're comfortable in taking yeah. their mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just going back and saying, hey, you have a purpose to chase it. Like yeah. you're, you've been created for something. Because for a long time I lived like just existing, not mm-hmm. living. That yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, the, no. Yeah, man. Fulfilled life, you know? Yep. Yeah. You know, not, not ignoring the phone call. You know, it's an important oh. call. Pick it up. You know, because you looked at caller ID and, and we looked at caller ID and we didn't, we ignored it. Yeah. And there were little signs because even, let's be real, like, like even though, you know, I was Catholic upbringing, all the stuff, you know, like the reality is that somebody said God and maybe I should have like listened a little bit and maybe just went and searched yeah. it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes I think that's I'm like, man, what would have happened in my life? You know? Mm-hmm. It would have been super dope. I want to put you back in the DeLorean. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. hold on. You I'm ain't going to take it yeah. back. No, no, I'm going t- to put you back in the DeLorean. Hey, you just time. got back. I'm like, you're going back. <laughs> All right. Um, boom. You just started ministry. You're a pastor. What would you say to that guy, according to everything you've been through and now what you know? I would say make sure you let God do his job. Mm. For the first half of my ministry, I was trying to do. St- I was trying to fix people. I was trying to change people. I was mm. trying to... I mean, I, I and I felt so. Every failure I took on personal. Everything mm-hmm. it became per- because I had tried to fill the role of Jesus. Now, obviously, that sounds ridiculous on this side of it, but at the time, it's like, oh, I'm called to do this. So, man, if anybody, met, if if a marriage fails, that's on me. So, and I don't mean, I don't mean I'm shirking responsibility, but I have to make yeah. room for the Holy it's Spirit. Really and I would love to go back and say, let God do His job. Like, there's mm-hmm. certain things you're trying to do that are not, you can't do, and God's got to do it. Amen. That's, That's really, really good. Important. That actually spoke to me a little bit as yeah. from a father's perspective, <laughs> yeah. right? Because sometimes your kids, you're, you no know. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, just, it's hard. You want to jump in and kind of go, oh, yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. y- you actually have to let God do what he does. That's right. Even with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's like, you Sometimes know? the greatest teacher is a harvest, a bad harvest. Like sometimes, and we intercept harvest, like sometimes your kids need to reap what they sowed. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and, and so that they can learn and yeah. not do it again, right? Yeah. My kids listening to that yeah. show right now. He's like, he's like, he's like, come on, they're man. like, they're, they're like, Uncle Brad, go back to North Carolina. Come on, hey, they go to you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. It's really important. We're gonna go into the next one. Uh, we like to call it the struggle was real, right? Because mm. you hear everyone talk about the struggle oh. real right now. The struggle's real, but I mean, it's true. But we want to encourage and we want to equip people. So share with us something that you struggled with. But more importantly, how you overcame so it. And this, it can be recent or, you know, yeah. in the past, anything. So this just turned into like a three-hour show, right? <laughs> um, so I would say uh, the struggle, with the, one of the greatest struggles that God brought me through was the the struggle I had of try, trying to please people. Mm. Mm, people and, pleasing. Um, yeah, people pleasing was a huge issue for me. And I, over, and I almost swung wow. the pendulum too far. I almost got to the point where I really, and I know we say things like, well, I don't care what anybody thinks. That's not yeah, healthy yeah. either, yeah. right? We like to go on to, to extremes. That's right. Yeah. 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 I jump from one ditch on Yeah, that's another. everybody. That's what yeah. we're talking that's right. about. Yeah. So, but, but for honestly, like the, the struggle for me was um, trying so hard to make everybody happy, trying to make everybody pleased, trying to mm-hmm. trying to do that. I was burning myself out, and I was not giving my... Here's what I came to realize, is mm-hmm. the people who really love me 
were already pleased. I didn't need to please them. Wow. So I spent so much time trying to please people that didn't love me that I could never please that I didn't have what I needed for the people that mattered. Mm. And so I really wrestled being the husband I needed to be and the father I needed to be because I was trying to be Pastor Brad or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even, it wasn't I was trying to fulfill the title. It, it was, it really was good intentions. It's because I wanted people mm-hmm. to, to do well. I wanted to see them succeed. So I, I was so caught up in making everybody happy and, and that was something God had to deliver me from. Mm-hmm. It would have killed me. It yeah. would have destroyed my marriage. It would have destroyed my life. I mean, my, 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 I would have ended up in a bad spot and right. and at times I drifted there and, and I'm, I'd love to say the struggle was real because yeah, yeah. I overcame it uh-huh. there's every now and then I hear that shout like come back <laughs> I'm like no yeah, no no yeah, yeah. that no, struggle's over man I'm not going back so, so somebody's listening and they relate to that right what would you tell them like something tangible that they can do with what you did or what you constantly it was more did, of a re- right? it was it was I think for me it was more of a revelation uh-huh. when I really became okay with me is when I really begin to believe that God was happy with Brad. Hmm. Like, does that make sense? So yeah. it's like, it's like when I really begin to believe that the God of all creation, whose opinions, the one that matters, mm-hmm. when, when I really begin to believe he was okay with me is when I begin to be okay with myself and recognizing that everybody's not always going to be so okay. Good. I mean, one of the things that I admire so much about pastor Juan is his willingness to take risk. At not worrying about what everybody's gonna think, like because honestly, if you're if you're gonna be so calculated and concerned with what everybody thinks, you're never going to do the great things. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've had you've had to, to, to you've gone out on a limb, and that's one of the reasons <laughs> yeah. you inspire me. Honestly, I'm being Dang. being so serious, like you inspire me to be like you know take risks because yeah. we begin to enter this maintenance mode in life wow. when we begin to get a name or a ministry or our church and yeah. we begin to you get just established. Want to maintain it. Yeah, and I don't want to take risks safe. because I'm put stuff out there and what are people gonna think? Mm-hmm. When so we're good. when we're starting it doesn't matter because nobody knows who we are. <laughs> yeah. But honest to goodness, being delivered from that for me it was really about coming to a place of saying, Okay, if God's okay with me, mm-hmm. then I can be okay with me regardless of what those people think. I you know, I'm gonna chime in a little bit on that. You know, I, I feel like I feel like something that God just recently, because I just came out of this sermon series that God was really speaking to me about, right? And so it was the little things, and it's funny because you said good and faithful servant, you know? So I broke down the word good. It was really the only thing good in us is God. That's right. So this guy who's a faithful servant is really led by the Spirit of God, right? He's, He's God and faithful because he's full of faith, but meaning that... He's obedient to the words of God right. coming at him, which yep. makes him faithful. Mm-hmm. And then servant, he by duolos or whatever, bond servant, which makes him a person who really wants to be at that house. He's not really a slave anymore. Mm-hmm. He's actually more like that's a right. friend now, right? That's right. Like they kick it at the table and that's they talk. Right. <laughs> but God was like, I feel like he was speaking to me because it says in the little things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times in life what happens is that we start doing really good in the little things. And so then he makes us rule over much. Yeah. And God gave me this example. He said, he said Juan, it's not that uh, I made you rule over much. So it's like giving your kid a PlayStation 5. You know, they were good, so they gave him a PlayStation 5. Yep. But now you don't see them, and some of their responsibilities start getting neglected because the little things that they did is really what had a big impact, and he gave them rule over much. But now because they rule over much, he said, Juan, don't ever forget that the little things matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get so caught up in the rule over much part that sometimes we neglect some of the little things Ooh. that continually have to happen, right? Because you did the little things and you got married. But if you keep, if you ignore the little things that got you excited about getting married, then you might get divorced. Oh, right. And in ministry, I feel I'm like I'm going to my hotel watching the I, entire series. <laughs> I feel like I just feel like a lot of times we, 
you know, I'm guilty of it, right? Yeah. You get so excited and caught up in what yep. God's giving you mm -hmm. that all of a sudden some of the executive pastors are like, hey, you haven't talked to me in two weeks. You're like, oh, man. You're like, and so here's what we do. Here's what I'm we do. You ready? I'm his kids. Hey. So I'm, I'm, I'm here, while I like, come on, man. Hey, hey, here's what we do. We go, hey, I'm busy, right? That's the thing. Yeah. So then God said to me, because I said, well, what about when we're busy? And God said, he said, look, Juan, if you're too busy to do the little things, you're too busy. Mm. That's it. That's so good. Pastor Brad, where, where can they reach you at? Um, so you can follow me on social media, uh, mm -hmm. Facebook page, Brad Carter Ministries, nice. um, Instagram, same thing. Um, but uh, I've got a book that's going to be coming out. Actually, nice. Pastor Juan has has been pushing me along. Yeah, he and yeah. Pastor Todd have really mm -hmm. been in my corner. And so I got that going on. So we got a lot of stuff happening. I'm at Calvary Wallace. So people can go online, check out Calvary Church Wallace, North Carolina. Um, and so we're in a huge metropolis of 3,500 people Amen. in East wow. North Carolina. Amen. Come on. And so, but God's doing great things there. So let's check us out. Amen. So thank you, Pastor Brad, for joining us. And thank you for tuning in to This Is Real. Be sure to watch us on YouTube at Juan Martinez. And if you're looking for the home church, visit getwrap.tv. And for all of the information and becoming a partner, visit juanmartinez.tv. And we'll end the show with the heavy hitter of the week with the song Many Nights featuring Daryl Dominic and Dayton. And as always, that's, that's a wrap. Big Mike, 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 Mike. Yes, yeah. Daryl Dominic. Dayton. Hey, many nights I was hungry trying to get a meal. Many nights pressing mama can't pay her bills. Many Wonder who in your circle real Many nights they ain't understand how we feel Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, had a war steady in my conscience Many nights, seeking hard for a better option Many nights on edge, so proceed with caution Many nights, rocks in my socks, ain't talking boss These people wonder how I made it out I was stuck in traffic, changed the route Many talking trapping ain't about Many just be yapping, chasing clout I was headed down that path I was selling pounds of hash The sentence didn't sound that bad Been living since I found my dad I'm in a new chapter, I saw the true master I got a new passion, so what did you asking? I'm fortunate, glorious, more than the magic Victorious orientation, the masses We focus on mission while going the distance Jehovah, my witness, I glow with redemption I know he is risen, so cold with precision I'm bold when I'm spitting, can't fold on my vision Many nights, I was hungry Trying to get a meal Many nights, stressing mama Can't pay her bills Many nights, wonder who In your circle real Many nights, they ain't understand How we feel Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights. I spent many nights down at rock bottom. My shelves never had no stock on them. My fridge was empty and my lights were off. I inherited all of my pop's problems. Young thief, I was cop dodging in a ski mask on your block plotting. Hit your trap house, I'm inside robbing with a bad man and it's not Gotham. I told my girl that I was not stopping. This is what you do when you ain't got options. I thought that I was going to die a hustler until the day I heard God knocking. I opened up and her God said if I turned away from my nonsense, I would surely see progress if i trusted him through this process i thought what i got to lose i done wasted many nights on that henny sprite gripping the semi-tight with suicidal thoughts i was broken didn't have any life i turned and i put my faith in him because i learned that the streets ain't my friend and now i spent many nights in prayer thanking him because he led against the end 
Many nights I was hungry trying to get a meal. Many nights stressing mama can't pay her bills. Many nights wonder who in your circle real. Many nights they ain't understand how we feel. Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights. Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights. Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights. Many nights, yeah, I'm talking about the many nights.